Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And let me give you a little side thought here about this. I know I, I one time, when the Lord had appeared to me in a vision, and oh, I don't know, afterwards you think of a thousand things, but you don't think of them at a time like that to ask Him. But I asked Him about a loved one of mine that failed to receive healing and had to have a very serious operation. And I asked the Lord Jesus, when he appeared to me, he talked to me about something else, and then I asked him about this. Why did this loved one, I'd prayed so earnestly, and used all the faith I had, you see. Why did they, they have to have this operation? Why didn't they receive healing? And a very, very born-again, spirit-filled, very consecrated, dedicated Christian. And in this vision, the Lord Jesus said to me, that's between me and them, and it isn't any of your business. I mean, just as plain as he can be about it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Now we're speaking to you this week of the day services on the seven most important things that you should know about faith. We're down to number four today. And that is this, that faith will not work when there's an unforgiveness about you. You notice that Jesus said here, and when you stand praying, forgive. You see, he made these marvelous statements that are very thrilling and amazing and astounding. That whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. And then he declares that, uh, therefore I say unto you, what things shall you desire when you pray, believe you'll receive them and ye shall have them. And those are marvelous statements, aren't they? And no one's ever plumbed the depth of those statements yet. But yet at the same time, at the same scene, with the same breath, Jesus said, and when you stand, pray and forgive. There's a spirit of unforgiveness about you or an air of unforgiveness about you. Your faith won't work. Your prayers won't work. Of all the statements that Jesus made about faith, you can read them in the four Gospels, this is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned. So therefore, this one must be of primary importance, mustn't it? This is the only one that he ever mentioned. I tell people all the time, if my prayers and my faith didn't work, this would be the first place I'd look. This would be the first place I'd look. And I just never will permit anything in my mind at all. I refuse to think anything about anyone. I don't care what they do to me or what they say about me. I, I never permit it to affect me. And I just simply won't, won't permit that. I remember years ago, after that, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, I was Baptist pastor. Actually, I was pastor not of a Baptist church, but I was a Baptist boy preacher, and I was pastor of a community church. We made it a community church because it was, it was a country church. It was the only church in the community, and everybody came. About 85% of us were Southern Baptist, and about 15% of us were Methodist, Presbyterian, or something else. But, uh, but uh, we, therefore, we just made it a community church. 
And we had uh, some of the finest men in the church, Methodist fellows, you know, that was directors or board members as well as, uh, as, uh, as Baptist. But anyway, the, uh, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we all went Pentecostal. Praise God, about 93% of the folks followed me in. And then uh, I uh, changed over because you get to talking in tongues way back 1937, you're out. So I, uh, I accepted the pastorate sometime later after pastoring this church about three years, this community church. I accepted the pastorate of a full gospel church. And so I remember that uh, that was a larger church than what I had. And uh, I, I, I remember that uh, a lady of this congregation came to the parsonage one day after I'd been pastor there about three or four months. Said, Brother Hagin, after we'd talked for a while, you know, my wife and she... And I, after a while, she said, I have a question I want to ask you. Well, you know, folks are full of questions. I said, you can ask it. I don't know whether I can answer it or not, but, uh, but you can ask the question anyway. And if I can answer it, I will. If I can't, I'll tell you I can't. Well, now, she said, I know you've only been here about three or four months as pastor. But you've been here long enough to find out some things. And she said, now, you know, I'm not talking about me now because I've only been a Christian. I got saved in the revival meeting that you held here about eight or nine months before, you see. And so I'm just a baby Christian. But now my mother and one of her sisters and some of the other family, but primarily her mother and this one sister, had been in this church for 23 years, this full gospel church, you see. Now, she said, you know, since you've been here, you found this out that there's not anybody any more faithful Christians than Mama and some of the rest of the family, her family. They never missed a service. She said, now, you see how faithful they are? You've been here these four months? I said, yes. She said, well, they've just been that consistent over a 23-year period. Never miss a service. Always put in their tithes and their support in the church. Never fail to do so. And then her mother was a very spiritual woman. She had various gifts of the Spirit manifestation in her life at times. And I pastored nearly 12 years, and then I've been in the ministry 37 years altogether. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. In many ways, I still consider her to be one of the most spiritual persons I ever pastored. And the most, one of the most gifted persons I ever pastored. I believe I saw more manifestation of the Spirit in her life than any other person I've ever met. It, in fact, including about 8 out of 10 preachers. A very dedicated woman, a very consecrated woman, a very separated woman unto God, you see. Well, I said, all right, I'll buy that. I, I agree with that. Yes, you are your mother and, and your sister, too, as far as that's concerned, are, are very faithful. And uh, they're, they're, they're the most faithful, most faithful people in our church. Not anybody's any more faithful in every way. And uh, not anybody's any, any more of a consecrated workers, dedicated to the work of God. And like I said to her, I consider your mother the most spiritual person in this church. I'll tell you the truth about it. But I said, you haven't asked me any question. You've told me something, and I agree with Well, wait a minute. Now I'm through, she said. Now she said, you didn't know. You don't know my husband's family. You see, uh, she said, now you know my husband, of course. But now she said his family was also in this church over this 23-year period. Now recently, uh, before you came here, his mother was elderly, lived her time out, went home to be with Jesus. And some of the rest of the family have, have moved away, so you only know him. However, you have met 
his brother and some of the other family who came back one time in this four-month period to visit. Well, I just met him in one service, so you don't know people just because you met him one time. So now you really don't know them. Now, of course, she said, I think that I got the best one of the family. Well, I said, I'll, I'll agree with you on that, too, even though I don't know them. I'm sure you feel that way about it, and I, you ought to. Now, she said, my husband's family, the M family, and my family, the H family, you see, in this church over a period of 23 years time, the H family is the most faithful and dedicated and consecrated and separated. The M family were saved, filled with the Spirit, all right, good people. Like she said, they wouldn't tell a lie for anything in the world. They'd let you cut their head off before they would. But said they're just the most unfaithful people you've ever seen in your life. You couldn't depend on them for a thing in the world when it comes to church work. They may not even come, or one of them show up for three or four weeks, never come to the service. Never put a dime in to support the thing when it did come back. And, and, and about time, you know, you thought, except her husband. Now, he's very faithful about paying his tithe. But she said, uh, now, uh, you, you just couldn't depend on it. Just about the time, you know, you thought, well, they're going to get in and just really going all out. Well, then they'd get out and wouldn't come for a while. And then about the time, including the older lady, the mother of the family. And that's the reason children are unfaithful very often. It's because parents are unfaithful. And she said, uh, you know, uh, then about the time you thought, well, they're out there. I don't guess they're even coming anymore. Here they come. About the time you thought there was, there wasn't. About the time you thought there wasn't, there was. <laughs> well, I said, you still haven't asked me anything. You told me something. Now I'm getting to my question. Now she said, over this 23-year period, if anybody in our family ever got healed, I don't know it. We are the ones that always wind up going to the hospital, being operated on or dying. And two of the family had died prematurely. But now in this M family, my husband's family, over this same 23-year period, if any one of them ever failed to get healed, I don't know it. She's in the family, she ought to know it. Isn't that right? Now, can you explain that to me? Well, that's a pretty good question, isn't it? Can you explain it? Well, I said to her sister... I wouldn't know. I don't know why one person gets healed and another one doesn't in the same church. And no one else would know for sure or specifically unless God revealed it to them. Isn't that right? Because only God knows. So I said, I don't really know unless God revealed it to me and he hasn't revealed it to me. And let me give you a little side thought here about this. I know I, I, one time, when the Lord had appeared to me in a vision, and oh, I don't know, afterwards you think of a thousand things, but you don't think of them at a time like that to ask him. But I asked him about a loved one of mine that failed to receive healing and had to have a very serious operation. And I asked the Lord Jesus, it, when he appeared to me, he talked to me about something else, and then I asked him about this. Why did this loved one, I'd prayed so earnestly, and used all the faith I had, you see. Why did they, they have to have this operation? Why didn't they receive healing? And a very, very born-again, spirit-filled, very consecrated, dedicated Christian. And in this vision, the Lord Jesus said to me, that's between me and them, and it isn't any of your business. I mean, just as plain as he can be about it. <laughs> didn't any of your business. See, we're always going around trying to tend to somebody else's business. That's between them. In other words, what the Lord said is my business and their business, not yours. He said to me, didn't you ever read in my word 
that the scripture, the Bible said, the secret thing belongeth unto the Lord. But that which is revealed of those things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever. I said, yes, that's Deuteronomy 29, chapter 29, verse. I read it. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith, plus the four mini seasonal faith devotional books. All five resources are yours for just $19.95. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I see this laying here, and I guess you were going to talk about this. The Word of Faith. The Word of Faith. That's our, our magazine that comes out about every six weeks or so. And you know, besides all the good things that it has, and it's a beautiful magazine. It really it is. It really, that, really that, is. That, that's, that, that's pretty. I that like that. That is. Do you know that, uh, that that was, was that on our camp? I don't know if that was on our campus or not. No, no, but that's remember, not on our campus. But remember either. last year when we had all the snow? Yeah, because that's oh, a road. That's yeah, the highway, right. so that ain't the campus. No, that's not. But it's beautiful anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we've got all kinds of good stuff in here. And there's... Uh, teachings. There's teachings. And then uh, then my heart to heart mm-hmm. in here. And your seed fa- your seed thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the page, the kids page. But yeah, I'll tell you what, I've heard the adults work that too. Yeah. All the puzzles. They- <laughs> yeah, the puzzles and mm-hmm. all of that. Yes. So, hey, uh, all you have to do is ask for it and you can get this. There's... It's telling you there on the screen. Just go to our go to our website. That's right. Uh, Rama, uh, Rama.org. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you can sign up for it. Next week, join us for a brand new week of teaching from Ken Hagen. Another look at faith. That's next week on Rama for Today Radio.